The ideas, procedures, and suggestions contained within this podcast are not intended as a substitute for consulting with a medical professional. All matters regarding your health and fitness require medical consultation and supervision. Welcome to the Warrior Wellness Podcast, a podcast for military members, veterans, and first responders focusing on fitness, health, nutrition, and biohacking. Our mission with this podcast is to introduce America's heroes to lifestyle habits and hacks that will help them live healthier, happier lives, and in turn, be fit enough to continue their support of their communities and country. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I am your host, former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln and founder of Fireteam Whiskey. And I'm sitting down today with Matt May, and he is the founder of Premier Team Building. In 2009, Matt founded Verve Central Productions to provide quality entertainment and services to its clients and audiences through special events in entertainment, theatrical production, creative business consulting, and education. So through the company's team building division, premier team building and interactive experiences, collaborative programs are developed to provide clients nationwide and internationally these team building experiences. So Matt has produced and facilitated hundreds of large and small group experiences. And as the company's president, he is responsible for the design and development of its team building and interactive experiences, overseeing the production and facilitation of these programs and staff training. So we're going to talk about all things team building and how this can be an essential part of how well your unit does if you're in the military. Maybe you are a part of a police force or a first responder unit. Um, team building if you're a supervisor or if you are owning a company and you have employees and contractors. So team building can be a really, really essential part of improving your team and how they're doing and how they are productive every day, how they interact with each other and how they can accomplish their goals. And um, there's a lot of, if you've ever done any of these kinds of experiences before, they do a lot of this stuff in military training, by the way. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you, you learn a lot about how, you know, certain people have certain personality traits and ways to work with them instead of, you know, constantly butting heads. Of course, that, that's part of the process, too, is <laughs> learning each other's, you know, personality types and how to work together as a team instead of constantly infighting and getting in each other's way. So um, these kinds of experiences are definitely um, really helpful. So if you have an organization out there or if you are a leader in a, a military unit, um, if you own a business or you have employees or a first responder unit, um, Matt would be somebody to reach out to to help your organization um, customize maybe a program for them and go through it, whether it be in person or via virtually. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Matt May. Introducing the new Fireteam Whiskey Fitness and Nutrition app. Everything you need to get fit and lose weight right at your fingertips. Choose from hundreds of fitness videos and fitness plans. Search for workouts by fitness level, equipment available, or body part focus. Choose from several nutrition plans and customize your macros. Your entire fitness, nutrition, and wellness plan all scheduled on your calendar. Text a trainer anytime for tips, tricks, and motivation. 
Achieve your fitness and health goals with the Fireteam Whiskey app. Go to www.fireteamwhiskey.com to get two weeks of results for free. All right. Well, thank you, Matt May, for coming on to the Warrior Wellness Podcast. And I just um, did your intro, Matt. So I told everybody about your company, Premier Team Building, and kind of what you do with interactive experiences. But we're going to dive more into that right now. Um, but you do some interesting things with team building with your company. And I can definitely say from experience going through um, military training, um, and also like when I was younger, when I was in like youth groups, we did a lot of these team building exercises at places at camps and summer camps and stuff like that. And then when we got, and when I got into the military, we did a whole lot of these kinds of team building experiences. So I felt like it was a, a really helpful, um, exercise, you know, for, for units and, um, you know, small groups and even bigger groups. So I'm, I was super excited to see that you want to be on the podcast because I think this is such a um, important topic for those military leaders out there. Um, we have a big first responder audience as well. So, you know, police and, and firefighter teams. So I want to make sure to get your information out there to these people who may need your services. But first, you know, can you just talk about, um, you know, what the heck is team building and, and why is it kind of a, there's a little bit of a cringe factor when it comes to, well, let's, let's do some team building exercises and people go, oh, and they roll their eyes. Right, you're absolutely right. And, and I appreciate you, for ha uh, appreciate you having me here. I figured out why you thought I was in the Navy. It's because on our, the homepage of our website, I had gotten a quote a few years ago from a former electrician's mate, second ah, class. Gotcha. And, and, and actually, that I, I want to share that quote because it's, it's fantastic. He said, and I'm reading, the only thing new recruits have in common as they step off the bus at basic training is that they're all experiencing their first day as members of the armed services and don't know another individual. Immediately, they are grouped together and put to work to achieve a single task, to prepare, prepare themselves for their service. So if the United States Armed Forces believes that strongly in team building and kicking it into practice from the very beginning of their colleagues' time together, shouldn't you? Mm -hmm. So I love that quote, and I'm so grateful. That was John Hawkins, and I'm so grateful to him for uh, giving that to me a few years ago when we spoke at one point. So... Yeah, team building. Ooh, really? We got, <laughs> you know, people who are uh, assertive, and, and I don't use that as a negative term, but outgoing and, and assertive, they often love it because they're natural born leaders and they want a rah-rah, sis boom -bah. But people who are introverted often have terrible anxiety and fear about it. And they, they want to stay in their comfort zone. And sometimes team building takes them out of it. So I think fear is one of the reasons team building has a not so hot connotation. The other is there's a lot of bad team building out there. <laughs> there really is. People think that team building is paintball or zip lining or trust falls or just sitting in a, a conference room listening <laughs> to someone drone on sharing uh, slideshows, right? But there's so much more. So I did a poll actually back in June 
and got so many interesting responses. Some of the, uh, the favorites off the top of my head were hell is real, kill me now. <laughs> Uh, what, is, what does team building mean? It's something along the lines of it allows me to see how far or how much my eyes will strain from how far I can roll them back, right? <laughs> so unfortunately, it has a negative con connotation to many people because they probably experienced it in a negative way. So when I start a program, I usually tell people, okay, front your shoulders up do the collective sigh of, oh, team building. All right, good, that's out of the way now. So here's what we're not gonna do. And I tell them, I'm not taking you zip lining. I'm not taking you uh, to, to whitewater raft. You're not gonna do trust falls. What you are gonna do is, and then I tell them what they're gonna do. And when people ask me, what do you do as far as team building? I tell them that I put people who may or may not work together on a daily basis in a room together, give them various components, competition, a task to achieve, um, and let them organically get to know one another through their shared experience in trying to achieve the task and beat their components, uh, uh, beat their competitors. Right, and you know what's hilarious about what, you, what you're saying is I, I just, it just, dawned on me that most of the team building experiences, quote unquote, out there, like have some sort of risk of injury. <laughs> Why is that? No wonder people don't want to do it. You know, it's funny you, you say that because with when the pandemic hit, everyone had to pivot the magic word. And, and we did too. And I had some requests for virtual scavenger hunts. And I couldn't wrap my head around, what the heck is this? Well, I finally found out that it's, oh, you, you know, you tell people, okay, go find a wooden spoon and everybody scatters and tries to come back and the first person back wins X number of points in the second yada. And I said, well, first of all, for me, that doesn't ter sound terribly exciting, but what do I know? Um, but more so to your point, I said, all I can see in my head is somebody so excited wearing socks. <laughs> gliding along their hardwood floor and then we hear crash because they've fallen through their glass top pocket. <laughs> so I said, yeah, we're not going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's hilarious. So, um, so talk about, you know, so let's just talk about what you do. What, I mean, what is your version of these team building exercises? Kind of give us some examples of what that would look like. So we, I know we all kind of have maybe even experienced or have seen the, you know, the typical ones out there, the trust falls, the, you know, the, the uh, walking, the zip lining, the whitewater rafting, all that, you know, uh, defeating death in some way, you know, <laughs> um, but talk about the ones that you do, you know, kind of some typical ones that you would take your, uh, your small groups through. So uh, we, to clarify, we do small groups, but we also do large groups. So it doesn't matter. Um, they're generally about two hours, the full experience. And we start everyone off, again, I'm generalizing, with some sort of icebreaker. And people say, well, we all know each other. Well, okay, but it's not just about getting to know each other. It's about putting everyone on the same playing field and getting everyone in the competitive state of mind that they want to be in moving forward. Okay. And so once we do that, 
Then we generally explain the task at hand, send people into their groups, and the fun begins. So we, our experiences are divided into a number of categories. The first category I call fun and games. That would be um, beach games or lawn, like a field day competition, that type of thing, or um, just a minute, which is a minute to win it type tabletop games. Uh, you know, I'm very careful about not saying trademark words. Why I can't say the O word with the rings. Um, so <laughs> those types of fun and game type activities. We have a very cool one. It's called Motor Zone Mashup, where participants build a monster truck or a race, uh, a, a NASCAR race car out of nothing but cardboard. And it's all physics and I don't get how it works. I'm not a physics person, but I know it does when you build it a certain way. And the objective is to have your entire team of 10 people be able to stand, for example, in the bed of the truck. And then of course they're decorated and designed and, and it's much more than that, but that is that would be like a fun and games. So we also have game shows, everything from Name That Tune to a Hollywood Squares type game show to a family food style game show to a, a Jeopardy a trivia game show. Those tend to be really um, popular after dinner at conferences or meetings or whatever. It's kind of post-dinner entertainment. We certainly do them anytime, but so that's, that's another type we do. We have scavenger hunts. We have a foodie scavenger hunt, a, a responsible pub crawl, a philanthropic scavenger hunt where you're given so much money and your challenges are to pay it forward as you go around and earn points. Um, and then, culinary programs. We have everything from happy hour type programs to full meals and then philanthropic, which are some of my favorites because there's a give back. When people started planning in May and June before the Delta variant of COVID went rampant and people were talking about coming back this fall, there was it, all the proposals uh, I put out were for philanthropic because everyone said, we don't want to just come back and party. We want to come back and do some good for the first responders and the frontline workers um, yeah. in the hospitals and whatnot, which was great. Um, we have two programs that are really great that I like that are military, <clears throat> excuse me, themed and the beneficiaries. One is wheelchair affair where we build wheelchairs. And again, it's not just here's a wheelchair kit, have a good time. You have to earn the supplies by doing a variety of challenges and then build it. And oftentimes whenever a client asks me, where should these go? I say veterans, always vets that need them. The other program we have is Operation GI Gratitude where care packs are assembled. Again, it's not just a matter of an assembly line. You have to get the materials through challenges and whatnot. Um, and then they either are shipped overseas. We use a fantastic organization, Soldiers Angels. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Mm -hmm. um, who have been deployed, you may have received packages from them. Uh, or vets locally. When you look good, you feel good. Guys, it's about time you threw away those stained t-shirts and those baggy, saggy shorts and upgrade your gym swagger. Zaya Active is the official workout wear of Fireteam Whiskey. Go to bit.ly forward slash Zaya FTW and check out all the styles for women, men, and kids.
Yeah, so, that's. I mean, that sounds so like all of those things sound so much fun. I mean, I, I'm a I'm an extrovert, so I love all this stuff. I love that interaction, and um, I've always enjoyed these challenges that I, that I've been through in the past. Um, but you know, I'm. You've mentioned a couple times competition. Now, one would assume, like, okay, we all work together. Why would we be competing against one another? Wouldn't that set things up to be negative? But you you argue that there, this is an, actually an integral part of the team building experience, and it's very important to add that competition element. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Absolutely. That's a really great question because some people feel like, no, no, that's bad. Well, I don't think it is. Compet we're competitively, uh, we're inherently competitive by nature. Look, what's early on when you're in school, what do you get rewarded for doing well? Good grades. You're rewarded with something. People like to earn stuff. What's the mother of all reward? The Powerball lotto, right? <laughs> so uh, you've got grades starting in what? Kindergarten, first grade through uh, your academic career, whatever that is, whatever length it is, scratch off lotto, games, I mean, sports. We are a sports society. People love watching people compete. It's inherent in our nature. We like to win stuff. So when you put, now, I'm not talking about paintball, like I said, and and shooting people and, and, and <laughs> no. Talking, give people challenges that they need to complete to earn supplies, to then do whatever they're supposed to do. And people want to win, even if it's just a gold medal at the end. And what I've found is, yes, woohoo, we won, or no way, we were robbed, you stole that from us, whatever. But still, when they're your colleagues, you're still excited for them, even if you didn't win the gold. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. And, and you know, and to add to it, you know, I, I think that there is just a sense of camaraderie that develops very quickly when you are working with other people in competition with another group. I think that it just builds your bond faster, you know, rather than just, you know, here's a task, just do it. And you're not, there's no kind of parameters of competition. It's just like, okay, well, you know, we're going to give you all these, this Ikea furniture and, you know, put it together and you're like, okay, big deal. But when you add incentives and rewards and competition, all of a sudden people are really stoked to put together that piece of furniture, you know, and not, you know, normally when in a normal everyday circumstance, would they be that excited to do something like this? So I think, I mean, that is part of it. Absolutely. And people like to, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, people like to show off their winnings, right? So one of the questions, or I often get clients that say, we want to do a big team building or interactive experience type program at the end of a three-day conference. Okay, great. We want to send everyone on their way, having just had fun. Cool, no problem. But then if I learn more about the group and I find that, say, for example, it's salespeople from all over the country and they don't necessarily know each other and they're in town for a conference within their company, I say, well, maybe we should do it early on. Well, why? If you do it after breakfast or your opening keynote or whatever, people are meeting each other. Again, it goes back to John Hawkins quote, you're putting people together. They, they're all in the same boat. They don't know each other for the most part. 
You're giving them fun challenges to complete. And then they know nine other people, assuming you're on a team of 10 for the next three days. So instead mm -hmm. of now you, you wouldn't have this problem being an extrovert and salespeople are not. So maybe that's a bad <laughs> extrovert who might be more quiet and shy. They're not going to go up and say, Hey, how you doing? I'm so-and-so. But if you put them in this uh, group, then they know nine other people. And I always say, wear your medals to the cocktail party tonight because mm -hmm. topic of conversation. Oh, you were on the winning team. Yeah, you guys stole that from us. We, you know what I mean? <laughs> Again, people like to be rewarded for good work and show that off. And then that just helps the, the camaraderie and the communication moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so let's talk about why doing something like this. So people who are listening out there right now, who may be, you know, leaders, um, you know, in military units or first responder units, or um, you own your own company, you have employees, um, you're a supervisor role somewhere, you know, why would um, setting something like this up be beneficial to, you know, their, their team, their employees, their company? There's value in it. There's immense value in it. There was an article in Forbes magazine a few years ago that said, team building is the most important investment you can make for a number of reasons. It enhances collaboration. It enhances communication. It enhances um, camaraderie, right? But it also, if it can be fun, and fun is not a metric that the business world tends to use, right? It's not something you measure by. It's about the bottom line. Well, people, okay, so I'm not sure if it was in the movie, but I know it was in the musical of Legally Blonde, Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> right? And she goes to, to um, Harvard and defends uh, somebody on a murder trial. Exercise raises endorphins. Endorphins make people happy. Happy people just don't kill. Right? <laughs> okay, happy people are nice to be around. They're more productive. They're energetic. They can be their authentic selves. When you put all that in a work setting, whether it's a warehouse or a conference room, it's going to ultimately affect the bottom line. And that is in a positive way, raise it up. So the short answer is ultimately, if it's done well and it's a good experience for your people, your company's going to make more money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the bottom line. And, you know, and, and being, you know, a former military leader myself and owning businesses and having employees and being super in supervisory roles for so long, I can definitely say that um, it's helpful to leaders because it also maybe will give you an opportunity to see certain sides of your employees that you've never seen before. Um, good, bad, or indifferent. You know, you may look at a person and go, huh, I didn't know Sally, you know, had these kind of leadership traits. She's just always so quiet. She kind of just does her thing. And, um, you know, so it might expand your horizons a little bit as far as, you know, job roles and, and maybe giving, you know, giving certain people different responsibilities in the future because they, you know, maybe kind of shined a little bit in certain areas in these exercises. Absolutely, Stephanie. Absolutely. And. Uh, I, a favorite story that I hear in some incarnation or another often is when Joe from the New York office, and I'll use you, uh, called Sally, was on a team with Sally, and they were building bikes for kids, 
ultimately there was more to it, but that was the philanthropic portion, right? Sally's in the LA office, Joe's in the New York office. Until they experienced this together, they only knew each other as a name and an email address from the company directory. Well, Joe just recently had an issue with a client and he said, geez, I think I remember Sally talking about something like this nine months ago when we were doing the team building experience. I'm going to call him, which calling people is a novelty in and of itself. <laughs> Nobody wants to go behind the keyboard or from out, out from behind the keyboard. But anyway, so he called Sally, said, hey, did you have an experience like this? Yeah. What did you do? She told him, right, excellent. Thank you. He used the same tactic. It worked. Boom. All because they worked together nine months before in a team building competition and bonded while they were doing that. Otherwise, he would never have picked up the phone or even known that Sally had a, a similar experience that she could share and help him. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's the concept of a fire team. I mean, really, that's how my business fire team whiskey. You know, a fire team is is the smallest element in the military, but it's it's based on everybody kind of having different strengths, right? And and that's how you accomplish the mission together is not everybody has to be good at everything, you know, or they can't be just like one person who's good at everything. And then you have a few worker bees, like everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. So if you all kind of fit together like puzzle pieces, you know, you can accomplish a mission and much more effectively rather than, you know, the other two examples I just provided. So these kinds of team building exercises help you identify some of those strengths and weaknesses and be able to kind of better fit everybody together as a team, like a, you know, a well-fitting puzzle piece rather than just, you know, just putting all the workload maybe on one person who's very strong in a lot of areas, just having a bunch of worker bees or, you know, or, or just, focusing on maybe the one or two or extroverts but not utilizing the the skills you never knew that the other team you know parts of your team had and you just had never seen them shine in those areas and those participants may not know they have those skills mm -hmm. right so i'll go back to the motor zone mashup example where you're building a, a cardboard vehicle which doesn't have to move but you know that's the idea and you say, we've already got enough people on the, the decor and design side of this. We need builders. I, I don't know physics. I, I can't use a, a cutting, uh, a box cutter, whatever. Yeah, you can. Here, let me show you. Oh, and the next thing you know, that person is plugging out way more than another colleague who's just taken his or her time because all of a sudden he or she found out, oh, yeah, I can do this. It's great. So that type of thing too, um, these experiences allow people to find out new skills that they maybe didn't know they had. Yeah, and so one, one question I have for you though is, you know, there, there's, a, there's kind of a, a delineation between just like you said earlier, just doing something fun, like playing a game or, you know, having a barbecue or a picnic or, you know, whatever. Um, and, you know, there's a, there's a difference between that and actually doing, you know, kind of a productive kind of team building exercise like we're talking about here. So um, why would somebody, you know, why would somebody need to hire a professional to help them kind of implement something like this? Oh, now you're getting into some of my favorite stories. I had a client once a couple of years ago 
who I had spoken with a colleague of hers and they had already chosen the charity they were going to use. And they already, they had a set budget, which was not high. And they knew what the uh, product that they were going to assemble or make was. And I said, I, you don't need me. I can't, I, I'll lose money if I go because you've already done all this and, and your budget is too small for what you want, at least for me. No problem. Great. It was a great conversation. Six months later, this colleague of hers called me and I said, oh yeah, I spoke with so-and-so and how'd it go? It was okay. But I said, who did you use? Oh, we did it ourselves. I said, oh, how'd that go? She said, never again. <laughs> Why? And she said, it was so uh, <laughs> way too much work. I said, oh, that's music to my ears. So uh, that's one story I love. The other is Again, going back to charities, love philanthropic programs, love where a charity benefits. But sometimes people will use the charity and the charity says, oh yeah, we'll bring all the supplies and, and you'll put together the kits and yeah, okay, sounds great. And then it's, well, it's over in 30 minutes and all it was was an assembly law, right? Mm -hmm. Because the charity, which is very worthwhile and the work they're doing is fantastic, that's what they know they don't know how to do the fun and games and competition and incorporate. I'm generalizing, of course, if there's a charity out there that says, hey, we do, okay, I'm not, I'm not talking about you, I'm just generalizing here. And it also goes back to, if you have somebody who is, and just throwing this out there, an, an executive assistant who's tasked with doing a team building activity for a group, he or she may look at a book and say, oh, right, we can, well, trust falls, we gotta do that oh, we can do this, we can do this. And then it's not going to, it's gonna be the old ugh, team building. Again, I'm generalizing. Professional team building providers know what to do. They have experience. They also know how to troubleshoot when problems arise. So I'm not saying it can't be done by companies and individuals on their own, but look, I don't try to fix my own car because it's not what I do. I can't, I will be Fred Flintstoning down the street if I try, mm -hmm. right? So I take it to somebody who knows how to do it and what they're doing, same type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, you know, as you were talking about that, I was thinking it's nice to have a third party come in, you know, because it gives you a different perspective. And um, I, I used to do, um, I worked in the prison system like a, another lifetime ago. And I used to go in and do quality assurance on their, like their clinical programs. And I thought it was such a, an effective tool because you kind of get, you know, you, you have your blinders on a little bit when it's your organization or you've been there and this is, it, this is what you've been doing every single day. When you have a third party come in and you have fresh eyes on things, they can maybe give you some perspectives that you had never seen before and never really kind of came to light. So I like that approach of having a third party come in and do these things because it can give you a lot of feedback, um, you know, that maybe you weren't able to have that perspective just because you're in it, you know? So uh, that can be very valuable for leaders and supervisors within organizations. Absolutely. It also allows those people who are doing the planning to participate. Yeah. 
and I, I've had that experience before where I've had clients say, oh my gosh, I have not participated in so long because I'm always the one planning and making sure it runs the way it needs to. So that in and of itself is a valuable aspect of letting someone else, hiring someone else to, to do it for you. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point because, you know, they are a part of the team. So, you know, you have this committee of people who are busy, you know, setting things up and, and taking care of things. They can't participate, but they're a part of the team. So they should be able to participate in the activities. So, yeah, that's a great point. So how, how do you customize a team building experience? You know, when, when an organization contacts you, how do you kind of figure out what's best for the organization? Are you fire team ready? Try the fire team whiskey spec ops keto Joe shake. The keto Joe shake is a medium chain triglyceride MCT shake derived from non GMO coconut oil. It contains 17 grams of MCT, 10 grams of high quality whey protein and no sugar. It's sweetened with stevia leaf, so you can keep those carbs low and shred that body fat. 25 milligrams of caffeine to give you extra energy for the gym or your busy day. Fireteam Whiskey has been supplying military members deployed all over the world with Spec Ops shakes for over three years. Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are fueling the fight. Whether you are just trying to lose a few pounds or trying to get that extra edge in the gym, the Fireteam Whiskey Spec Ops shakes are for you. Make sure to stock up now and support our efforts to raise funds for Team RWB, our nonprofit partner that provides social support and fitness events for our nation's heroes. Well, you, you want to figure out what the ultimate goal, if there is an ultimate goal that the, the organization wants to achieve, whether it's a new, um, a new product launch or we've just acquired another company and two groups are merging together, what is the overall uh, desired out, outcome? But how do you, if you're, say you make pasta sauce, right? That's, that's what you do. Great. How can we use your product in a culinary team building experience? We happen to have one uh, that's all Italian themed and it's, you make your own Italian storefront out of supplies we give you, but then you also cook a salad and an appetizer and a pasta, et cetera, et cetera. So how can we use the product that you, you sell, whether it's pasta sauce or something totally different? Uh, game shows are a great way to throw in some points that have been discussed throughout the day or the week at a conference, for example, while you're playing a game. Yeah, let's throw in a couple questions about the content and or the company. Now, here's where people go wrong. You can't make it solely, well, you can make it solely about that, but don't. You're setting yourself up for failure. I was in California on election day, 2016. And I remember it not because of the election, but because of the game show that I was hosting. And I was uh, facilitating and hosting. I didn't produce it. I was freelancing at the time for uh, a number of companies and I was hosting. And it was all custom questions. And I thought, this is not going to be good. And it was a family feud style program. Now, that's we surveyed 100 people and asked them to yada, yada, yada. There's got to be exam or, or a number of options. It's multiple choice to a degree. This one question we got on early on in the game, nobody was getting anything. And it kept dragging on and dragging on. And there I am getting hotter and hotter under the collar and redder and redder going, oh, this is not good. 
ultimately scrapped the question and moved on and it was okay. I relayed that story to a colleague of mine later on and was told of a similar situation where a company was doing a game show and it was all company questions. And after 10 or 15 minutes of nobody getting them correct, <laughs> the CEO stood up and said, this is over. Get out of here, go home, we are done. I don't know what happened after that, but I was really glad I was not the host of that program. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yet again, another reason why you need to hire a third party <laughs> to come in and do it. Because, I mean, it, it, and it, you know, takes you guys, I mean, you know what you're doing. You've done hundreds of these. You know what works, you know what doesn't. So somebody just kind of trying to DIY it um, and customize it for their organization just doesn't have that experience, you know, to, to, if you're going to invest the time and the money, um, you know, to do it, do it right, you know, so, so you don't end up in kind of a, a, a horrific failure, like the example, you just, you just made things worse with your team building exercise and you did make things better, so. And unfortunately, it happens, I don't want to say more often than not, but more often than we might think, because people say, oh, no, no, they'll be fine. They'll do, okay, if you say so. I'm at the point now where I don't say, okay, if you say so, and throw up my hands quite as early as I used to. I give much more pushback now and say, okay, but let me share this with you. Let me share the story I just shared with you. Usually, I can get people to say, uh yeah okay <laughs> you're right but it, yeah so that's how a couple ways to customize programs right right your initial question which i <laughs> no and no and and it's you know it kind of just comes down to you know what what are you investing in i mean we invest in the things that are important to us right so you know as individuals, as, as business owners, as companies, uh, you know, we, we invest in what's important. So what is important ultimately is your, your teams, your, you know, how well they work together, how well they communicate, if they can work together to accomplish a mission. These are all things that are important to your bottom line and have been already proven by research that these kinds of things, team building exercises can improve that. So why not hire and invest? Because you're gonna get that back many times over and this small upfront investment in just making this a priority and doing these things on occasion. It's not something you have to do every month, but certainly um, and I think we can all think back if we've ever had any kind of career or work for other people, you know, to, to some of these experiences and know that these were valuable if you went through them. Um, I know I, I have and um, and can definitely attest to the fact that they made things better going through these kinds of interprofessional team building exercises. And but I can also say from experience that um, when an organization has those and then they decide to cut them because of whatever reasons I was a, I was part of I was a government contractor working in military medical for the state of Florida. And we had such a wonderful organization, a really great leader who, who definitely identified that these things were important, invested in these kinds of things. We had, you know, quarterly kind of picnics. We had team building exercises. Um, you know, we celebrated birthdays, you know, all those kinds of little, little things that add up to employee morale. 
And I really feel like the work environment was a, a great high employee morale. And I think we all worked harder because of it. And then I also saw when a new leader came in, then the, the other leader came out, a new leader came in, and he was basically the exact opposite. He wanted a separation between the military, you know, uniformed and the contractors, even though we all were working in basically together on the same mission, he automatically placed this kind of fence between the two sides of the, the, the mission and said, no, we're not doing any of those things. These, these roles should be separate. We're the military. You guys are contractors. You guys just do your thing, do your work and get it done. You know what your expectations are and we're going to do our thing. And the morale plummeted and it was, it was horrible. And people just started quitting and you had all sorts of problems and, and conflicts that, that came up. So I saw the decline in the organization and the, the decline in the productivity and the decline in morale um, because they took away all of these things. And I know we look at this sometimes and go, oh, these are silly. They're not that important. They really are that important to the organization. They are for all of the, the intangibles that you get out of it. But also that's like uh, my big thing when I do a, a, a team building program is I want you to regress back to kindergarten. That's kind of my catchphrase. Take off the tie, take off the sport coat, take off the heels. It, it, you have permission to play. Not only do you have permission to play, I'm encouraging you to play. Please play, right? What happens what, as kids, what's their favorite time? I'm generalizing again, their favorite time of day in school, recess. <laughs> and now back to your point, you cut recess, what have you just done? You've mm -hmm. cut play, you've cut the organic camaraderie right out from under people. And oh my goodness, the detriment, obviously you felt, and I'm sorry that that happened, but I appreciate the fact that you recognize that. And I appreciate that fact that you share that because it is so important. Yeah. Are people happy, you know, they're, you're, in addition to all of the intangibles, like I said, you're also giving them a day off. Even in later, uh, I talk about kindergarten and elementary school, but growing up, people love the field days, right? If you had a school carnival day, all right, Friday is the car our annual carnival, woohoo! So it's that we don't we sh we don't lose that desire when we grow up. So <laughs> exactly. We give adults recess. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it does. I mean, research has already shown it. it increases productivity. It doesn't take away from just because you took that time to take a half a day or whatever to provide these kinds of team building exercises. It actually improves productivity. So, you know, just it, you shouldn't be just concerned about the X amount of hours you're losing. You actually are going to be gaining in the long run. So it's it's important to focus on these things as unit leaders or company leaders or supervisors. So. All right. So how can people get a hold of you? Where do you provide services? Um, all that good stuff. We work nationwide and abroad. Um, I, I, I'll share a story and I, I mean this to be humorous and there is no derogatory anything, no racial anything involved in this. I'm from upstate New York. I am a white Yankee uh, suburban boy and I was sent one time to Mexico to lead a salsa making competition, which just made me laugh because here I am upstate New York, 
Troy going to Mexico where salsa is, <laughs> right? It was just funny. So we work nationwide uh, and internationally. Our website is premierteambuilding.com. Same thing on Facebook, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, all those good things. So <clears throat> you can go there and look at our various categories of experiences, get some other information on why should I do it. There's some stats there about employees feeling what you know engagement does to the bottom line and them. And I would encourage anyone to reach out. I also, before we end this, want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to anyone who is currently serving or has served because of you, I get to do this freely and I am most grateful. So thank you all of you for your service. Yeah, thanks. And also, I mean, especially the timing of this for sure with, um, with people kind of heading back to the workplace, um, you know, and we've kind of, uh, a lot of people have been working virtually for a very long time and you are bringing people together who haven't been together in a long time, or maybe have never even actually met in person. And all of a sudden now we're back in the office again. So this would be a fantastic time right now to do, to set something up a team building workshop to kind of get ahead of, you know, maybe some problems that may develop because you're having this major transition going on within your organizations. Absolutely. And, and I would love to help anybody who is interested. Great. Well, thank you so much, Matt. I appreciate it. And all the links will be included in the show notes so everybody knows how to get a hold of you. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Hey guys, thanks so much again for joining us on another episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. Please make sure to subscribe, follow, like, all that good stuff on your favorite podcast platform or and on our YouTube channel. Go ahead and leave us a review while you're there. And if you screenshot your review, email it to info at fireteamwhiskey.com with your name and address. You'll be entered into our drawing for a prize for just leaving us a review. So let us know what we're doing great, what you'd like to hear more about. And please go ahead and just give us a follow and give us a honest review, especially on iTunes, because that helps us reach other military members, veterans, and first responders with this vitally important information about how to improve their health, fitness, and wellness. We will see you at the next episode of the Warrior Wellness Podcast. I am your podcast host, former Army Captain Stephanie Lincoln founder of Fire Team Whiskey. Fire Team Whiskey is proud to sell Zaya Athletic Wear. We love the awesome styles, amazing quick dry technology, and best of all, the price. Zaya Active is the official workout wear of Fire Team Whiskey. Go to bit.ly forward slash Zaya FTW and check out all the styles for women, men, and kids.